This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. We're joined by Matt Walsh. He is a writer, Blaze contributor. His latest on theblaze.com is the rule of law cannot survive with a crook like Hillary Clinton in the White House. Amen. Great to have you, Matt. Thanks for calling in. Great to be here. Thank you. Uh, so Hillary Clinton is a threat on policy levels. She's obviously uh, a deeply morally odious person based just on what she said last night on the abortion issue. But we've talked about that a lot today on the show. And I know you have a column on that, too, uh, on the blaze.com. People want to write that or uh, read that. Uh, I want to ask you about how the rule of law you think doesn't survive. I, I totally agree. I just want to hear you make the case. Yeah, I think it, it's not it's not just the fact that her administration will be so scandal-plagued and there'll just be another scandal every other day that we're hearing about and all the laws that she's going to break when she's in the White House. We know that that's going to happen. But I think the fact the fact that we know it, the fact that we know going into it that she's a criminal and that she's committed these various crimes and we know about them in great detail, and there are plenty that we don't know, of course, as well. But we know about these crimes, and we know that she got away with it. So... You know, she gets in there, and, and it's her job fundamentally to protect the law, to, to make sure that the law is enforced, yet we know that she's someone who has no respect for the law at all herself. And so I think that that undermines the law itself, and, and, and people are going to start to say to themselves, I'm not saying that they necessarily should say this, but what people will ultimately say is, you know, we've got someone in charge of the law who doesn't follow it herself, doesn't apply to her, why should it apply to me? And that's why and that's why you find in, in these lawless dictatorships um, – the only thing that keeps things together because people don't have respect for the law in lawless dictatorships because they're lawless. So the only, the only way that the dictators can keep things together is just through oppression and fear. And so I'm worried that, that uh, with respect for the law completely gone, that that's what she's going to resort to. That's absolutely right. And, you know, Orwell, I think it was in Politics in the English Language, but in one of his essays mentioned that what really separated out, and this was, of course, in the 1940s, what separated out Englishmen from other people was this idea that whether it was a lord or the, you know, the most sort of lowborn peasant, just your, your random guy on the street, they all had a sense of the law as something in Great Britain that mattered, that was real, and that they respected even though they knew it was imperfect. There was some basic sense of the law keeps all of this together. And whether you were a shopkeeper, a shepherd or in the House of Lords, you would you, you did have a respect for that. I think we're entering a period in this country now based on what we are seeing from the DOJ, from the FBI, from the federal law enforcement authorities, 
where we will obey only because of the threat of force, not out of respect for these institutions or, quite honestly, for the law they purport to defend. Yeah, I think so. And the way, you know, sometimes people have different theories about why do people follow the law and and the way people talk about it, it, sometimes they make it sound like, well, the only reason why we follow the law is because we don't want to get in trouble and you take the law away and and everyone resort to cannibalism within 15 seconds because that's our our true natural state. But I agree with you that that's that's not actually the case, that, that at least up until now, and this has been dwindling, and I think Hillary Clinton will utterly destroy it, but you know, I, but up until now, there's been we, we do have that respect for the fact that something is the law, and we all want to be. We talk about being law-abiding citizens. That's something we all, maybe not all of us, we have criminals, but most people they aspire to be that. And but you put Hillary Clinton in there, I think it's out the window. It's just, it's, it's become absurd now with you know the things we're finding out from some of the releases from the FBI and the WikiLeaks. I mean, you find out that the that the, the State Department, someone a senior official, of the State Department tried to bribe the FBI to get them to rechange some of the class change some of the classifications on some of the emails and uh, and Barack Obama comes out and, and says well the controversy over that is overblown overblown it you, the State Department tried to bribe the FBI now, now that's overblown so it's just it's it's gotten to it's already at the level of absurdity and she's not even in office yet so imagine when she gets into office um, how, how ridiculous it's going to get. Well, yeah, she'll she'll have even greater sway and and power, obviously. And, and I have to say, this uh, prosecution of this of this general who is uh, vice chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, so really number two in the U.S. military, he's being prosecuted for lying to the FBI, which is fascinating because if he were part of the sort of Clinton inner circle, maybe he would have gotten the oh, well, we'll give you immunity before you even talk to the FBI. It just shows the disparity in treatment that exists where even if you're not guilty of an underlying crime, oftentimes federal authorities will get you in the process, right? Destroying evidence, lying, any of those things become criminal offenses separately or separate from whatever the underlying investigation is trying to get at. Hillary was, even if even if the stuff with the email wasn't smoking gun, which it was, they gave her a pass on all of that and all of her people. It is unprecedented treatment, and I've had federal prosecutors here on the show that say that, yeah, this is crazy. Yeah, we're talking about how the average citizen, you know, how are they going to react to having a lawless president? But, yeah, just think about, before we even get to the average citizen, think about people that are in the intelligence community, people that work for the Defense Department, work for the NSA, whatever. Uh, how, and they're going to be expected to follow all these very strict, you know, need, need, need to be strict, but necessarily strict uh, laws on, on, on how to protect, protect the confidentiality of these documents and the things they're doing. And they're supposed to follow all that when they know the president of the United States uh, should be in prison for for breaking these these rules and protocols. It's uh, you know, so I think I think the kind of the chaos will start at the top and start in government um, with with people in government basically saying, well, I guess you know, I guess it doesn't matter now. We can do whatever we want. And then I think that will kind of trickle down to the rest of the the citizenry. And I kind of you know sometimes the way people talk about. Hillary Clinton will get into office, and then it'll be the end of life as we know it. And some of it is the apocalyptic stuff is a little bit overblown. But this it, this is something that I worry about: is the the rule of law and and, and what effect that will have on on, on the rest of us. I mean, it's a, it's a very real concern. I think that I think that Hillary is going to look. We already had President Obama with a weaponized IRS, and we know this. This is a fact. This is not 
So this is not a conspiracy. They, they've admitted that this was happening. And then they just sort of said, well, but nobody's really because it's a big, amorphous, flabby bureaucracy. Nobody's really responsible for anything. I think Hillary is going to take it a step further. I think Hillary is going to be using the Department of Justice, the IRS. I mean, this is sort of the, the Clintonian way to leverage the apparatus, the government apparatus that's at your disposal for score settling. And, and, and that does really that does really concern me and, and, and everybody else that I think who looks at this long enough, because they are there's nothing to indicate that they are above that. And everything actually indicates that that is the future we're heading towards if she becomes the next president. Yeah, to make matters worse. Um, she she's going to feel like she has to. Re- she's already inclined to resort to that kind of thing, to uh, getting her you know her her will across by force. But she's going to feel like she has to because she's going to be an. She's going to have no. It's going to be very interesting that we will very likely have a president who wins in a landslide, but who has no mandate whatsoever. Because she'll win in a, She might win in a landslide because Donald Trump is Donald Trump, but. Everybody hates her. Nobody trusts her. Even her own, even her own, uh, even her own supporters. And so she's going to get in there, and uh, immediately half of the country is going to question her legitimacy, question uh, everything about her. So, she, so she's, you know, she's not going to be able to get to to get her agenda across any other way. And so that's that's where I think you're going to see some of these more. A dictator kind of moves. So I'm yeah, I, I, I read. I wrote something quickly for CNN, and at the end of it, I just said, "Look, if Hillary or whoever goes through at this point, but assuming it's Hillary, she's going to be entering the Oval Office ethically sullied and moral. I mean, and, and politically hobbled, meaning that th- this is not a person that will command any respect. And so, I think that with that in mind, she she'll have no reputation to protect, and that's a very dangerous person to be dealing with. Yeah, and it's it's kind of a philosophical question in a way when you have. You know, the, the law is supposed to be the, the supreme thing in this country, the thing that everybody follows. Oh, God is supreme, but then, but then there's the law. And, uh, and the, our leaders, they derive their authority and their legitimacy from the law. They don't, they're not supposed to be dictators. So the law comes first and then them, and that's supposed to dictate, you know, what kind of authority and power they have. So if we have a leader who, who uh, doesn't follow the law, who disregards it, then a lot of people are going to start to wonder is, you know, they're, they're going to start to question her legitimacy as, as a leader. And that's it's a dangerous place to be. Matt, if I can, what what uh, if we're looking for some points of uh, <laughs> points of happiness might be too much here. But what do we take out of all of this that is, is either if not uplifting, at least illuminating? You know, what are the silver linings we can find after this? Because I've found this whole thing. Dep- I just want this whole election to end. I find it deeply depressing. I, uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I got nothing on some of this stuff at this point. I just wanted to stop. Uh, what, what can we take from this that is either useful for the future or at least is, is a signal of hope? And I know that's not an easy question given what's going on. Yeah, I, I don't know about hope. There's, uh, you know, I think we have to look for the hope in our in our own individual lives and in our families and everything. That's where we find that's where we find the hope. As far as uh, and there should be a lot of hope there, you know, but um, and in and in our faith in God. But as far as as a nation. Uh, I I don't know about hope because it has been very it has been very it's been a very depressing uh, thing and I think it's going to get even more depressing. The only I guess the only bright spot is that is what we're talking about that we, at least we all many of us have our eyes opened I guess going into this. Uh, it's it's not like when Barack Obama got into the White House and yeah conservatives were very suspicious of him, but there were also a lot of people that saw him as this kind of messiah figure. 
and maybe some who still see him that way. So when the scandals start coming in, people refuse to see it. Right. But with nobody sees Clinton that way at all. Nobody does. Right. And um, so we have our eyes open, and we'll be looking for it. And uh, so maybe that's the bright spot. Yeah, she, she will be. I, I, it's funny, Matt. I, I to get away with things because we'll we'll be looking for it. But but part of that is we also need to keep Republicans in the House and Senate so they can keep her in check. And you know. That's a whole other discussion. She will be, and I, I totally agree with your point about even if she even if she does win a landslide, which I don't pretend to know how the votes are going to really come out. I mean, it looks like she's going to win. How much I don't know, but even if she does win in a landslide, unlike Obama, I mentioned this earlier in the week on the show. There's no honeymoon. There's no uh, aura of invincibility. She will be entering the Oval Office under siege in a sense. I mean, it, it will be everybody will know this is a deeply uh, uh, untrustworthy, uh, ethically. Not even dubious. Odious is a better word. I've been using it a lot today on the show. I've got to come up with a better synonym. Uh, but somebody who it, it does not inspire anyone, including Democrats. They just want their person there to enact certain policies. And so I, I think you have the beginnings of a very strong opposition. The problem, of course, with that is she has the veto pen, and there'll be stuff that she does that I'm not sure Republicans will be able to stop. But at, at least we won't have to all sit around and grin and clap and pretend that she's some sort of genius, which a lot of us had to, or a lot of people felt the urge uh, or the the, uh, the need to do when Obama came into office. So that's kind of a silver lining. That's a silver lining, but part of that is uh, not just keeping Republicans in Congress, but as conservatives, we're going to have to find a way. I mean, once this election is over, we're all assuming Donald Trump's going to lose, and I think he will, but of course, we're all going to descend on each other as conservatives. There's going to be a lot of finger pointing and blaming and uh, a lot of purging of, of, you know, various different factions. But we're going to have to get and that's inevitable. I'm not even going to try to tell people not to do it because it will happen. And in fact, I do think there are some conservative, quote unquote, thought leaders who, who do, in essence, need to be purged in some ways because they can't be trusted. But um, once we, we need to get past that pretty quickly and, and, and come back together because we're going to need to be together to oppose everything Hillary is going to do. So that's that, that, that's that's going to fall back on us as conservatives. To, you know, we'll get past the um, the the anger phase, and uh, we're going to have to get to you know be resolute and uh, and come back together. Matt, I, I don't I don't want to ask you a question that makes you uncomfortable, but I'm just curious. Would you, based on where things are going now, do you think that you're going to will, will you feel obligated to your ideals and to the conservative movement? After the election, assuming that Trump loses, will you name some names? Are, are you actually going to call people on the carpet, or are you going to kind of try to just move on and, and unite people? I will. Yeah, I, I, I don't pretend that whoever I name, it, it really matters that much. I don't think anyone really cares what I say that much. But uh, I, I will certainly be naming names. I think names do need to be named. There, there are people who, there are conservative, quote-unquote, leaders in this movement who led us into this. And I'm not talking about after the primary was over and everyone's like, well, lesser field. I'm talking about lead, they, they, in the primary, from the very beginning, they saw this in front of us and they, and they, led, they led their, uh, their followers to, to this, to this point that we're at now. And I do think they need to be named. People like why? Why, did they, I mean, why do you think they did that? Cannot be trusted. Why did they do that, What's Matt? That? Why did they do that in your, in your view? Why would people that have supposedly spent years, in some cases decades, fighting for conservatism – Hop on the Trump train right away. What was the thinking? I think part of it is, you know, guy. I think guys like Sean Hannity were just part of it is they're, they're friends with him or they want to be friends with Donald Trump. He's a celebrity billionaire. They like going to the, his resorts and playing golf and things like that. I, I think that is a big part. Part of it is, is just on a personal level. They want to be friends with him and they want to get the free stuff. We can, we can never 
negate the uh, the power of, of free stuff to, to sway people. And then the other part of it is, you know, the narrative. It, it was kind of like this this primary was happening in the, in the very early stages. Donald Trump jumped into it, and there was this period at the very beginning where there hadn't been a, con- a conservative narrative hadn't quite taken shape yet. And uh, and once it did take shape, and you know, we saw that people were kind of coalescing around Donald Trump because he's supposedly this outsider and anti-establishment guy. A lot of conservative media people went in that direction because they realized that that's where the ratings would be. And and, uh, and so it's, it's very simple. They didn't, want to, they didn't want to tick off their audience, and they wanted the ratings. And we've seen some of these Internet, you know, some of the sites and some of the uh, media outlets that have been big, been big Trump boosters from the very beginning, their audiences have grown uh, enormously. And, and so that's why they did it. But right. once this is all over and Donald Trump fades away into irrelevance, which I think he will very quickly, in fact, um, we're going to have to turn back around to some of these people and some of these media outlets and say, all right, you know, it's, it's, your, your time is done. We, we don't need you anymore. Thank you for your services, but we're done. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting time. Matt Walsh is a uh, writer for The Blaze. You can read his latest on TheBlaze.com. Also, guys, Matt does a great podcast, which you should download. You go to TheBlaze.com slash radio or just look up uh, Matt Walsh's page on The Blaze. Matt, really appreciate your time, sir. Have a good weekend. Appreciate it. Thanks. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.